Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. I super apologize for not producing more episodes. I've been so swamped with work, everybody. I'm so sorry. And on top of that, my credit card's been stolen. These last couple weeks have absolutely sucked. A lot. But I'm here now, and I'm here with you guys, and ultimately, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. A couple things I want to talk to you guys about. Well, first of all, if you want to support the uh, the podcast, go on patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. Uh, follow, follow it on social media, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com, um, under everything else. And I don't really have any sponsors, so I'm just going to talk to you guys for a minute or two about what's been going on in my life, and then we're going to get right into the show with no BS in between now and then. So, first things first, YouTube channel is officially live. Uh, I have finally figured out after trial after trial after trial... It is going to be in full 4K online for you guys all to watch on YouTube. So if you guys want to go check it out, Brutally Honest Podcast on there, you'll be able to watch the whole show. I'm still trying to figure out how editing is going to work because each show recorded in 4K because they're so long is 80 gigs of data. Most people can't even comprehend how much data that actually is, but it is huge. It is a tremendous amount of data. So I can't really edit it. I just have to hit record, run back to my seat, and then start the show, which seems to be working out fine just now. But the audio problem is solved, so the audio finally sounds really good online, and the video quality is going to be awesome. Working on getting a new table that's coming in the next couple of weeks, and also getting an air conditioner for my office uh, and for the studio. So... For those of you guys that have been listening for a while, uh, it's we've probably talked about heat on the show several times or something like that. Finally, all that stuff is going to be resolved. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and, and being a part of this because it means the world to me. And because of that, and without you guys, I would not be doing the show. So thank you guys again. And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, literally under two minutes. Just wanted to tell you guys about what I've been doing and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I really apologize for not producing more episodes, but I have a bunch lined up and I have a ton of new guests coming on. I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm looking to bring the podcast to more locations, meaning I'll be able to travel with the studio and stuff like that, which will make life a million times easier for not only the show, but also being able to get some different talent on here, um, you know, from the surrounding areas on people who can't commute out to me. So my guest today is a friend of mine, Vinny Papillardo. He is extremely successful. He's owned several businesses now, and he just has a he's just a great dude. We have a great conversation. Love learning about other people's businesses. So this is definitely one. If you're looking into looking at business, in a business, all that kind of stuff, I highly, highly recommend this one for you. But we have a great time, and this one is long overdue. So my apologies again, guys. Without any further ado, please welcome my friend Vinny Papillardo. So, uh, tell me about this neighborhood network. Because I've heard from like people that it's kind of ludicrous, like what people report. Yeah, well, I just you know I just got uh, the ring, and you know while setting it up, you they they ask you, do you want to be part of the neighborhood? And you know you really don't know sure. what exactly it's about, but <laughs> you don't know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a, as you you know as you kind of dig a little bit deeper, it asks you to just kind of set a radius around your house and sure. You know, oh, kinda, where you want to know what's going on. Yeah, you can do it anywhere from down to a quarter of a mile up to miles around your sure. house. And then it just, you know, I guess for, you know, for entertainment purposes, you might want to spread it out <laughs> further out. Um, but you can see, you know, what people do is they post 
What's the, going the on? segment of the video that might be suspicious. Sure. You know, people stealing packages. Oh, Guys just yeah. coming up to the door, telemarketers. You know, sure. these guys that sell solar knocking on the door. Sure. You know, but you see yeah, people how they're, the you know, they, they, they <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, some of these people go a little too over the top, you know, like, who is this person? Dude, you know, it's giving it's like, people anxiety. I have yeah. a customer, um, and she has it hooked up on her phone, and she keeps her phone on all the time because now that she has it, it's another thing to worry about. And she's like, well, so somebody's at my door. I got to know about it. And I'm like, what would have happened? Let's roll it back two years ago when this wasn't a thing. Were you going to have anxiety about people being in front of your house now? Like, somebody steals a package, you can't do anything about it, you know? You could just communicate with the person that's there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get it now. Like, today I got, you know, motion detector you can also sure. set within it. So, you see when you get a package, UPS, which, you know, it's convenient if, you know, if it's raining. You sure, know, you sure. Can, you know, because they don't ring doorbells anymore, these guys. They I know, just they just drop it, it and run. They drop it and go, so... um you know, it's pretty cool. I didn't even realize I just signed up for, I guess, the Amazon notifications for, okay. for your delivery. So you could actually see, like, Uber, like, where is your package? Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. it's and wild. Then, and then actually they take a picture of it on your, you know, on your front door. So it, it all kind of comes along with sure. it now. So, so you want to hear something crazy about Amazon? So I guess my mom's credit card was on my Amazon account. And... I pre, you know, pre-select all my information, but every once in a while she would be like, "Hey, can you order me something on my, you know, on my card?" Sure, I'll order it for you. Something must have happened where something got messed up, and either it ordered on her card or something like that. And she looked down, she found all these charges, which is which I still have to investigate. It literally just happened um, of like camera equipment, and I did just buy some camera equipment, but not in the financial amount that she specified it was like 250 bucks i'm like i, I bought a 130 tripod that's about it in the last coming weeks and so she has amex or something like that and calls and is like these aren't my charges like i don't know where these are coming from and so amazon shut down locked my account i couldn't order anything even if it was my own money i couldn't pay for it which is fine but this is where it gets crazy now. And it, and I actually was like, holy shit, Amazon can control your life now. My Alexa stopped working. Amazon integrates with everything now. They could literally shut down your life over your bills. And I'm like, oh, shit. They figured it out. Like, like the Alexa was like spinning around in circles and was like, we do not recognize, you know, Pulled itself off the network, everything like that, just because my Amazon payments, like my account got locked because of a discrepancy over finances, which I still have to investigate. But it's like, I was like, like, yeah, you finally realize how much control. Oh my god! Like I was like freaked out. I was like, I don't think people even know that this is possible. That they will. That they just, it's programmed to just shut down. Like you owe them money, or this, or something happened, or whatever it is. They'll just turn off your life. Okay, fine. You don't want to pay? Fine. Whatever. Yeah, well, I think the fraud is so, you know, it's still so high, especially with the Amazon. I mean, you know, even a few weeks ago, you know, my my uh, my stepmom had uh, her, her niece called her, and she goes, sure. you just sent me two packages from Amazon. She's like, no, I didn't. The first package was a container of actual duck fat, and then the other package was a two-pound bag of yellow rubber duckies. <laughs> 
<laughs> that somehow I don't know if it was some kind of bot you or can something. Buy duck fat on Amazon. Yeah. So. Oh my God. But, but I found it pretty funny that it was you know a fraudulent transaction. They, sure. They went in and you know it had to be some kind of computers you know bot or something like that. Sure. So you know, something that, got in there and it went in and picked some kind of delivery address. Oh my God! You literally can order duck fat, and duck fat is not cheap either. Yeah. So. She had rubber duckies and duck fat. <laughs> I am mind blown. I wonder what quantity of rubber duckies you can order. I'm actually very interested, weirdly enough. Like these huge two two bags of rubber duckies. <laughs> oh my god, they're holy hundred pieces for forty bucks. You could have a whole lot of fun for not that much money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is kind of crazy. I'm actually 100 pack, 1.5 inch yellow rubber duckies, $23. Now, if that's not a sound financial investment, I don't know what is. For the pure comical relief that you'll get out of it. Oh my God. This is kind of insane. I would have never got. These things have incredible reviews, by the way. Um. So I had a buddy of mine swing by the other night, and we're, we're sitting in here, and we're like, what is a way that we could figure out how to mess with somebody? And being that I'm in social media, you can buy followers if you want to buy followers. And he's like, it's not that easy. I go, dude, it's that easy. And I'm like, watch, I'll show you. Bought 1,000 followers right in front of him. You know, I was like, just, I'll put it on my own account, whatever. He goes, dude, we could really psychologically mess with people. They're all fake followers. Like, I know that. But, you know, for 30 bucks. You could have a whole lot of fun, you know, having a friend and they, all of a sudden they get 10,000 new followers when they wake up and they're like, where did it, it doesn't even, you don't even have to log in, which is the crazy part. And they just get followers, yeah, you know, it used to be the same thing with, uh, likes and, you know, oh, sure. be able to buy 5,000 likes. Oh 10, yeah. yeah. Likes, they have fans, monthly packages now yeah. that'll just, that'll continuously like all your photos on top of, um, Getting you like it's a monthly subscription. You pay a couple hundred bucks a month, and and it just artificially grows it at like an exorbitant rate of of growth, which is kind of insane if you really think about it. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, but you know, but you can do it with anything now. You know, there's uh, you know, for anyone that thinks like, oh, you know, Harrison's a scam. He's selling. No, I don't. I don't sell this. I educate people <laughs> that it's available. But I just found out recently, you could do the same thing with YouTube. So there's some of these big, we'll call them marketers out there that have millions of subscribers, most of them are fake. And not only are they fake, but they're all getting fake views. I'd be, I'd be curious to know if they're monetizing the fake views, but all of this stuff, like it's pay to play, you know, if you want. Yeah, but there's gotta be a way somehow to be able to, through analytics, to be able to see what, you know. You can. There's a, the, there's a website, so if anybody's curious to know who has fake followers, uh, it's called uh, Social Blade. Totally free, you could go look up anybody you want so if you're curious to know if so and so is is legit or not you know you got to know what to look for that you know chances are pretty good they shouldn't have unsubscribe you know a, a negative number of subscribers per day you know because if somebody does unsubscribe the f amount of people subscribing should be going up continuously you know there should be a negative number there but if you look and you see you'll start to see like or you know major spikes in how many followers they have like it's pretty insane and I'm like, oh my, like, nothing is real anymore. Like, you could buy your way to fame like like that. Yeah, and there's so much money to be made, you know, on YouTube. And, you know, so much. the social influence 
you know, market now, you know, I'm sure you know a lot about oh, absolutely. it. It's just more and more growing, you know, sure. day by day. And it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. There's that Instagrammers that charge $50,000 a post. Yeah, but there's even people locally, I mean, towns here, you know, that, that we live in, that, mm-hmm. you know, there are your unofficial mayor of a town that sure. are starting to kind of get wind of saying, hey, I can... I can influence where people eat, where sure. people buy. Oh and, yeah, we were just talking yeah. about before. Yeah, you know, there's a group. You know, there's groups on Facebook now that you know that that are geographically segregated. That you know they grow word of mouth, and it takes time to grow. You know, it's not going to be grown you know overnight. But you know, if you partner up with them, you could put some serious money in your pockets. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm starting to see it a lot with with businesses that we work with. On, on the restaurant side, you know, they're starting to kind of, you know, if they're going after high school and college kids, they'll find and, and try to locate who the most popular, biggest social influencer is in that particular high school and say, hey, I own a burrito place. You know, I'm going to give you free burritos. Oh, yeah. Every month or whenever you come in here and, you know, because yeah. you do what you do. When you come in, you have one, take a shot of it, take a picture, sure. give a review. High schoolers. Like, high schoolers. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah. You know, in high school, you could be, you know, you could be making some serious money. Yeah. Um, or be, at least be eating free burritos. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I tell people, you know, the biggest one that, that people are mind blown about is, is esports now. Esports is the big thing, you know. Oh my God, you know, I could, you know, I could be in esports, you know, and then you hear parents are like, "I'll never let my kids," you know, my kids aren't getting into that. And I'm like, it's probably actually I shouldn't say it's probably it's definitely a hell of a lot safer than the like NFL. There's no traumatic brain injury. They're playing on video games all day. They're hanging out with their friends. Yes, is it the most active and things like that? No, but some of you know esports players have personal chefs, you know, health coaches. They, you know, are going to college or in college or in high school. You know, some of these kids are in high school, you know, even middle school as some of the best players in the world. They're just naturally gifted. Yeah, and I, th- I think the parents will start to come around to it once sure. they start to realize there's money that their kids can get to sure. go to college. And a lot of these college programs are creating teams themselves. Oh, of course. So it's the new, you know, I guess it's the new athletics, if you want to call it. To some um, degree. You know, so they're going to be able to you know, take advantage of it. Sure. I mean, it's not going anywhere, you know, when, you know, I'm a little little older than you, but, you know, there were always the kids that played video games. Always. You know, whether it was now Atari, Nintendo, Genesis, you know, and then just going up to PlayStation and, you know, Xbox. It's, you know, it was always there. Sure. I mean, you know, when I was in fifth grade, a lot of days were spent at friend's house playing Super Mario Brothers. Sure, so, I mean, that, that was it. That was, that was it. the bee's knees. That was it. <laughs> Contra and sure. you know, remembering yeah. what was it up up down down left yeah. right <laughs> yes yeah 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 they, actually it's funny you said that there's I just found this out uh, I, I've been geeking out more and more lately and there's actually a name for that series of of movements and button presses and I forget the name of it but I saw it on a YouTube channel and that exact combination of clicks is like known throughout the gaming world as putting that in as cheat codes like it's on Grand Theft Auto it's in you know Zelda and all these different things and um, some of the games built in software that would catch you cheating trying to cheat and they would you know kill you in the game or you know you'd respawn or something like that it was just it's pretty wild like the things that people think about when they create or do these that kinds of things 
Yeah, well, to that point, I remember in college, it was, you know, Grand Theft Auto was, was the big, you know, the big game, game that everyone played. <laughs> and I think something similar to that where there were cheat codes. Sure. But then when you got to the final level, sure. you couldn't win. Like, you would go up this staircase <laughs> sure. and automatically die. Like, yeah, there was yeah. no chance of actually getting to the, you know, to the fight, I guess, if you want to put it. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. Oh, the Konami code. <laughs> uh, what is it? It's... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, uh, B, A. Right. There's a name for it. Like, it's it's just the craziest thing ever that somebody thought about, like, the name of the cheat code because it was so common in it. And we're totally nerding out right now. <laughs> but, like, back to the original topic. Like, the world is changing. Like, there's all these different things. You have a ring doorbell. You're finding out. You're, you're what, a couple dozen, dozen miles away from home? Yeah. You know, and you're finding out what's going on right there and then. You know, it's not even what's going on inside your home. It's what's going on now outside your home or what's going on in the area of your home. Yeah. You know, yesterday, I, you know, you get alerts, you know, the gardeners were there. And, sure. you know, I think, you know, for kids, like anything else, the security aspect's great. You know, sure. you can see when the school bus pulls up, my daughter coming into the house and, you know, and as they get older, you know, and you give them a little bit more, you know, leeway and coming home, staying by themselves. I think, you know, it does help. Sure. Um, you know, there are a lot of parents that leave their kids at home when they get older and they go out to dinner. Sure. So at least now, you know, if the doorbell does ring and sure. it's, you know, your 14 year old is in your house, who's really at the door? Is oh, it yeah. That, you know, so it almost, you know, is not, to say it's not supposed to be there. Not, not to say that it gives you a reason for a virtual babysitter. But, yes, uh, of course. You know, it does. It does help, I think, sure. in certain aspects. But you could get addicted to it just like anything else. Uh, oh. You know, like, let's see what's going on. I, I just <laughs> couldn't believe that it, it got to the point with her that, like, you know, it, you know, it ring and she'd perk up and be like, oh, hold on. Like, we would be having a conversation and she'd be like, hold on one second. I gotta see what's going on. And so I'm like. Let's just say hypothetically, something bad was happening outside your house. What are you gonna do? You can talk through this. Yeah. <laughs> could you could you leave my house, please? No. You don't. There's no. There's nothing that you could do. Even calling nine one one. Chances are probably pretty good that somebody has already called nine one one. If there's something happening that's not supposed to happen when it's there, and even if you do call nine one one, they get a couple second advantage over it. That person, let's just say it's a robber, already had the time that they need to execute the mission. Yeah, but the, the one thing, I, you know, I was saying to my wife yesterday, I, you know, I think it does help in the security of your home. You know, I think, sure. I think you know, burglars in general now, you know, kind of get wind of, you know, having a ring doorbell or of you know, any of these, you know, you know, capture videos and cameras is a big deterrent i think to a degree it's sometimes even yes. more of a deterrent than an actual adt sign you yes know, in front of your that used to be know, the thing adt yeah. signs i know people yeah. used to just buy adt, ADT signs, signs you know. and not actually have adt <laughs> i think my parents were one of them for a while <laughs> you know they'd just be like oh no they're like yeah or that we would have i remember being like a kid when it happened my, you know my dad would be like we got to get the sign I'm like, for what? He goes, the sign is more important than the actual system. Like having because, the fake video cameras. Yeah. Like restaurants or you know, office I'm like, building. I'm like, what? The, oh, no, no, no. The sign keeps people away so they know, you know, they think that we have security. Yeah, just, you I know? guess, f funny story. You know, one of the companies that, that I used to, used to own was a Valley Parking Company. And one of the, you know, I guess the worst worst days of, sure. of owning that business was 
we we were doing a, a wedding at um, I want to say uh, Woodbury Country Club. Okay. And uh, someone came and stole the whole key box with a oh. hundred sets of keys God damn. inside of it. So you know that might have been before the time the keys weren't were insanely expensive. Yeah, but they they still were. But you know, we we all got that. You know, we were all there, the, all the owners, and you know, we're dealing with a hundred people that have no way of getting home, no mm-hmm. keys, house keys are on those rings. You oh know, it's, yeah, it's not just the car. Sure. You know, but they had all video cameras all around. So we're like, great, we'll see who did it. You know, Fake let's cameras. go sit. Ah, those cameras are working. <laughs> oh, you know, so whatever was, happened to it? You know what? We, we we never found who did it or, you know, none of the keys came, you know, came to light. But, sure. um, you know, but again, we had to take the approach of we had to have a security company come protect the lot because we didn't know if, say, everyone went home. Mm-hmm. And then at three o'clock in the morning, all these guys come back and go, we have keys to every car. Let's steal them and we're gone. Sure. So yeah. yeah. You, you, had to, you had to create some kind of. Uh, Protection. Protocol, a lot yeah. of cabs, a lot of headaches, but uh, you know, oh my god, that was a fun night. <laughs> what are you doing in that case? Insurance claim or like? Yeah, well, you know what? It's it was, you know, there were a lot of suspicious stories that you know between like the actual people in the wedding and ex boyfriends and stuff like that. There was some uh. there was some drama around, you know. The people that you know that, that the wedding was for. So oh wow, you know because you know that's a big risk to to go and you know take a whole keyboard box and all the keys. Yeah, and, you you're know, you know and seeing that there are cameras and to know that they weren't really working. So we thought maybe it was someone, maybe an ex employee or sure. you know someone that just wanted to cause you know a major ca- you know you know disruption to it, but. You know, we you know we, we figured it out. St- oh, you did figure out who took it. No, we didn't figure. Oh. I'm just saying, oh, figuring, just figuring out, out the, the situation. Yeah. You know, but you that's know, wild. Yeah, but we used to deal with. You know, I always laugh. I, I joke. Sure. You know, with, with you know, my my old partner still you know runs the company today, and I just call him once in a while just to get laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> you know, because we used to get phone calls. Sure. About the funniest things. Sure. Like just move this thing week. up a little bit, by the way. Yeah. So we used to you know get um get calls people would be like yeah someone stole my umbrella out of my car and we'd be like all right you know ten dollar umbrella like is missing from your car but you don't understand i got this at the u.s open it was phil mickelson's umbrella it was double wind resistant you know the craziest of stories people used to call us with what is double wind resistance umbrellas i have no idea but you know she she wanted hundreds of dollars to you know for the umbrella, not you know ten or fifteen that you know most umbrellas. Look at it for what it actually is, and not yeah. Yeah, but we used to get calls about um, the chrome caps of people's wheels being missing, change, uh, drugs. Change I could see, drugs. and drugs I could see. So we, you know we we used to joke around every once in a while, like all right, well let's call the police. You're you know you're missing. You know, a half a pound of, of weed that was in your trunk. All right, what do you you want to call the police you know, and explain Go that for to them? It. Yeah, you know, but just you know, crazy things. And usually, people, you know, you oh always suspect God. the valet to, to steal. And don't get me wrong, you know, there were uh, cases of you know, you'd see these guys running around and they'd have you know, three hundred quarters on them. And you know, if, if you take four quarters out of every car and you park a hundred cars, you, can, you know. It's, Easy you know, money. It's, a, it's an easy hundred bucks for you. 
I uh, um, I valeted for for like one day, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny because like I'm not gonna mention who di- who like told me this, but they're like, look, you see if you see somebody's pack of gum and it's already open and you want a piece, they gave you the keys to the car. I'm like, this is awful, but I'll have I'll help myself. But you know what? People cared more about their cars than their kids. I, you know, oh uh, yeah. You know, so we used to you know get calls and you know. Part of the job is like while the car is in our care, custody, and control, we're responsible for it. Sure. And once you leave, you leave. You know, there's nothing to say that once you pull out of the lot, you might hit the curb, you might sure. get into a oh, you know so someone. They would blame you for yeah. So every you know, we used to get calls like weeks later. You know, go oh, you know, you guys dented my quarter panel. Oh, where were you? Well, three weeks ago, I was at you know Patty McGee's, and I was like, well, three weeks ago. Well, I was away for three weeks. It was in my garage. <laughs> it's amazing how it all that worked out. That was padded. Out. You know, no one touched my car. You know, but uh, you know, it was it was it was a tough business, but it was fun. <laughs> a lot of good stories. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that was another thing that he's he's like he's like, look, if there's you know drugs sitting there, and you want it, I'm not gonna tell you don't take it. They're not gonna call the cops. And I was like, huh? He's like, it's illegal. And I'm like, well, you know, obviously. Yeah, unless he comes out and he goes into his car and sees it's not there and then kicks the crap out of you. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like. You oh, got to hope he at least leaves and gets home. Oh, yeah. But. I don't even know what company I worked for, honestly. I, like, I wish I could even remember. Like, I don't remember the company. I remember my buddy who was, like, kind of giving me the walkthrough of the whole thing. He's a good friend of mine. He's not, like, a dirtbag. But he's, like, that's just, like, the thing that, you know. He goes, I d- it's not coming from me. It's coming from, like, the guys that trained me on how to do this. And I'm like. It's been, it's been handed down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the knowledge has been passed down through the chain of things. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane. And he's like, you know, what do you, you know wh- who's going to stop you? Well, the, the most successful scam for valet parking, you know, I said, fortunately, I mean, we, we didn't really come across it too much or that we know of, was for, for a certain period of time, I guess, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I know exactly what you're A lot say. of the luxury cars used to put full tire and rim as the spare. So, oh, not what I thought of. So what some of these valets used to do is they would take the spare out of the car, sell it on the, you know, black market. But if you were going to take, you know, a BMW run flat tire and full rim, uh-huh. that's probably collectively worth eight nine hundred bucks altogether if not more if not more they take it out and then when does the owner realize that it's missing when they bring it back later for the lease or they actually get a flat yeah they've probably been through 20 they have no clue it could be years that they don't realize it because how often do you ever check that where your spare is or even if you have one oh yeah never when you get a flat or when you return your car and they're doing the inspection easy so that's that was the big you know the big scam of what some people used to do because it's like the best one like people used to steal easy passes and like mobile on the go like that's the stupidest thing to steal yeah, like there's cameras and tags yeah. it's like you know what are you going to be at the mobile station like pumping gas and the camera's looking <laughs> yeah, right at yeah, you, yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah oh my god but you know those spare tire but that was and that rim. that was the most i want to say successful of the scams that that, that we used to hear of from you know other companies and you know i said fortunately we we weren't you know 
Yeah, because you're the owner. You can't be everywhere. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. You know, it's it's hard enough to run a business when you have four walls. I mean, you know, we had, you know, before we, you know, we sold, we had, you know, 150 accounts, you know, 350 employees, you know, average age of 19 years old, <laughs> you know. Causing trouble. Work ethic and, you know, uh, drive was not the yeah. uh, the highest priority. So, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was it was fun. It was a good learning experience. We had a good time. That um, is crazy. But there were some funny stories. I mean, you know, we used to. I would have never guessed tires yeah. and rims. That's brilliant. Because <laughs> it's not a donut. You know, a donut now that you have that most of the cars. It's worth nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. A couple bucks at, Who at wants best. like, yeah, like a 12-inch donut. I mean, it's like a bicycle. Yeah, maybe 100 bucks at most. Yeah. And then you got to carry around steel. Yeah. You yeah. know. But, it's a, you know, you can make five, 600 bucks and not get caught. <laughs> yeah. And basically ever, you know, unless that person gets a flat on the way home and they got to fix that day. You know, you're never getting caught. Yeah. I'm surprised it stopped, though. I figured that's probably still something that goes on. Well, I think less of the car manufacturers are putting full-size tires uh, in the car. Sure, they sure. want more room. You know, yeah, it the can't bigger be a Jeep because the Jeep is <laughs> just going to have four little sprockets on, yeah. the back, on the back of the car. Yeah, I mean, people want more room now. So, you know, I think sure. you know to, to fit a full tire and spare and big, room, yeah. it takes up too much space. So now they don't. I think wow. they moved away from it. I am so mind-blown right now. That is so. I mean, look, I don't agree with it, but it's 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 smart, man. It's smart. It's crazy. But it was funny though. Yeah, used to always get change. You know, people took. You know, used to get someone stole seventy eight cents out of my ashtray. It's like really, you know, how much is in your ashtray? <laughs> you know how much money you have sitting there. Well, you don't you don't get it. I went to Taco Bell yesterday. <laughs> it was a dollar twelve. <laughs> Seventy eight cents later. That's how I know. Was there no change there prior? No, I cleaned my car moments before I got to Taco Bell, yeah, so. and nobody's been in my car otherwise. What do you do when that happens? You just okay here, come here, and I'll give you the seventy-eight cents. You, you know what it is? It's that it's you know we're, we were essentially a staffing company, so our sure. client was the restaurant, the catering sure. hall, the office building. You know, so it was never your decision because sometimes you know if we did a high-end steakhouse as our client and it was a good customer that was complaining, you know. The business owner would be like, "You need to take care of this. This is my top client. This sure. is my, you know, this guy has three floors of my office building. Like, just figure it out, you know." Mm. So it was like you're always kind of playing that, yeah, shaking hands and making me, yeah, play. you know, which you know, it always was never, you know, we were always the loser of the situation, always. always. Um, but it wasn't just like where, you know, I had the building, it's my, and I can make that decision. Sure, you, know, you could be mad at me or. You know, and we were always fair. You know, if someone sure. left, you know, a catering or a wedding or something like that, and they called up and they said, "Hey, you know, my back right, you know, um, quarter panel or the bumper was dented in," and we know that there was another car that had a front right, you know, dent and it had oh. red paint. You know, like we knew that the two were together. Sure. So, you know, we were always fair that way. But sure, you know, there are, you know, there are. You know, there were a lot of other companies that were just like, you left, your problem, you know, so. Damn. 
it's, it's, it's always funny like you say the that biggest things were just like missing keys sure because you know these guys they, they used to get in cars with other keys and they'd fall out of pockets so, sure you know where they misplaced so keys aren't securely that was that was like the biggest sure you know but now missing keys cost you more than an oh, accident yeah. you know oh yeah keys yeah. are crazy expensive yeah, because like I said before, you know, it's not just the car key that's usually on a keychain. If you, you know, if if you went to a wedding, you know, 20 miles away from your house, your set of keys has your car, your office, your house, everything. So now you go, okay, well, I need to get home, but how do I get into my house? Yes. You know, not always. You know, if you're with your girlfriend or your wife, sure. hopefully they have another set, or they well, might have a key something somewhere in your property. Yeah, but then you know, none of no one ever admitted to that. They always wanted to say, I want to be reimbursed. I want to, you know, I need a car home. I need this. I need a locksmith. You know, that most people weren't very forgiving i guess if you want to call it or saying all right you know i have something home you know i'll make it work you know if they come up great you know just get me home i want to get home okay you know yeah, yeah. some people were like that most weren't you know they were so yeah you know, some people some people like, just i had try 300 to you know again it's like the exaggeration i had 200 keys on my keychain <laughs> i'm like what are you a super of like the empire state building or something <laughs> Are you a janitor in yeah. your free time? Like, why do you have so many keys? And where do you keep them when you're, like, doing your daily activities? Yeah, so. <laughs> no, you don't understand. That key was given to me by my grandma's grandma's grandma, and it had like diamonds. A, yeah, skeleton key, <laughs> safety deposit box. This is the key to the White House, and yeah. you lost it. Yeah, some, it's from some 1925. People, yeah. Some people are crazy, but, you oh know. Oh, my God. But I'd be crazy, too. I mean, like, you know, the last thing, it's, you know, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. You want to go home. You have a babysitter. You have, you know, all the things sure. that go on in, people li in people's lives to then go, oh, sorry, you know, we lost your set of keys. You know, you're going to be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always, you know, so that was fun, you know, that business. But uh, so, yeah, I call, I call my old partner, Matt, once in a while. I'm like. Give me some good stories. You know? uh, so, so it's actually funny you bring this up because I've actually because I was a valet once. I think about this and I'm like, what if they lose the keys? And like the night that we worked, we I don't think we lost a single key. Um, we had extra keys actually at the end of the night. I guess because people just didn't come out or they, home, you know yeah. they went home. You know, take a cab. Yeah. So, um, but now I just give them the electronic key. And I keep my key ring. I don't trust anybody with my yeah. key ring. That key ring's my life. Yeah, well, the problem now is is the fact that everything is, you know, you don't need to put a key into anything, really. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. a lot more now people go into the restaurant, go into wherever they're going. Like in the city, it happens a lot. You go and you pull into one of these garages. They give you a ticket. You're, you're a line of four cars. Mm -hmm. And you just walk, you know, and go. And then all of a sudden... You know, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, crap, I took the key with me. Mm -hmm. You know, so the car's like sitting in the middle of a garage <laughs> or somewhere and can't be moved because sure. you took the key with you. Sure. Um, that's more of the problem that, that they see now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. well, I, my car beeps when when the key's out of it and the yeah. door closes completely. Um, some Something happened to one of the guys in the firehouse, actually. I guess something with his car, he started the car with... And, and it's just like a weird series of events. So um, his kitchen window was overlooks his driveway, and his car was right there, and the key was sitting on the kitchen window. He thought he had the key in his pocket, t opened the door all the way, t 
turn the car on. The car sensed the key was like close enough to start the car, got in the car, drove 12 miles away, turned the car off. It wouldn't start again. It wouldn't start again. He's like, what? Like, how did the car, like, first of all, how does the car continue running when there's no key near it? Like, I think it, I mean, I think certain types of cars, yeah, just the, to get them going. Yeah. It's really, but. And uh, I guess what is it just going to stop in the middle of the street? Well, it should, you know, deep or yeah, it should like slowly power down. You know, you should only be able to drive, you know, five miles an hour after you get, you know, a certain distance away. Never tried it. Uh, Now I'm going to try. (laughs) No, I like. Well, that's what that's what I thought of it. I haven't tried it either. Actually, now that you mention it, or now that I mention it, but I was like, he's like, dude, I'm like, 12 miles away. Like now, I got to organize somebody to drop me off one of my keys. Or I got to take an Uber there and an Uber back to my car, to my car yeah. you know, at 12 o'clock noon. You know, it's not like I was drinking all day. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is weird. That's pretty funny. Now, you went right from uh, owning a valet company into payroll. Did you do some things in between? Yeah, I got, after the valet, I got into uh, credit card processing okay. uh, initially. Um but with a more concentration in than like the, the POS systems. Sure. Um, from there, you know, I quickly learned the the credit card processing game is a is a very murky business. Oh and, yeah. You know, very confusing. Um, you know, building good cri- client relationships is very difficult because it's just very competitive. There's a lot of room for misinterpretation, a lot of lying, because it's not straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many different rates that exist, so many different credit cards um, that most businesses have no clue, like sure. why they're being charged, what they're being charged. And, you know, I started to kind of quickly realize that, you know, turnover was something that you had to deal with. Sure. Um, and the only time the client would ever call you would be, you know, my terminal stopped working. Someone came in and offered me better pricing. Um, you know, so there's really like no way to build like relationships. So like from there, I kind of said, you know, what are some other products that we can kind of keep a, a relationship in a sticky kind of process? Sure. So we started to go. So we started to do more regarding the, the POS systems and doing more in like the hospitality restaurant sector. Um, that we did that, and then. Um, and then we did a joint venture with uh, a payroll company because I said, you know, payroll is one of these businesses that you're able to speak to your client on a weekly or sure. bi-weekly basis that isn't negative. It's not, you know, they're not calling you to complain like most businesses, of, you know, if, you know, normally, what are they calling? They need something. There's something went wrong. They're adding an employee. You know, you know with, you know, with payroll, it's just I need the process I need to add an employee I need sure. a report you know it's you're able to build a relationship sure so we we, we kind of said to ourselves like let's test the, these other markets and build this you know bigger company um, that can really hone in on you know building a good relationship with the client um, so we did a joint venture and that's actually where where I met my partner today Mike uh, worked at this particular payroll company um, you know we started to have some success f- with it and we kind of said Let's just do it, you know, ourselves. So we, you know, you know, we had two other partners, you know, in that business, and we built out the payroll business, and it's and it ended up being the biggest portion of our business um, because it's also straightforward. You know, if you sure. pay twenty people, the cost is X, 
and there's no real you know opportunity for other people to come in like on the merchant processing side sure. to say well i could save you 200 i could save you 400 i could save you 800 save you one percent or yeah, whatever and then all of a sudden they get you into a contract and then all of a sudden you get your first month's bill and it's the same or sometimes more sure and now you go oh crap i made a bad decision where mm-hmm. payroll's like straightforward you, you know these are your quarterlies here's your w-2s here's your sure, weekly sure. cost and that's it and it's like and then it's the service and it's the relationship that keeps them sure it's like you know we don't sign anyone into contracts and stuff like that and then um you know and then that business that the partnership i was in um i wanted to you know we all kind of had different ideas of how we wanted to kind of run the business and what sure. we wanted to specialize in you know since my background was in the merchant processing, the POSs, I did a lot of stuff in the hospitality sector. Okay. Um, and I just really liked that business. Sure. And, uh, you know, my partner today um, started Premier about um, in 2015. Sure. And we always stayed friendly in, in the marketplace and always kind of ran ideas by one another. And then once I was looking to kind of do some things, my partner Mike, he was also very heavily in the in the hospitality business. His family was part of a restaurant group when he was younger. Sure. Um, so he kind of understood what it was like to be on you know that side of the table, and then you know kind of my experience and understanding the inner workings on the technology side. Sure. Um, sure. Technology is a big part of it. Yeah. So you know we kind of came together, and you know I, you know the the other partner in the in the business, Stacy came from a payroll company that just did hospitality. So she was, you know, she had knowledge that superseded anybody in the industry. Um, so collectively we were able to, you know, go out and, you know, really go after a big hospitality market. I mean, today it probably makes up about, probably about 70% of, of our client base. Sure. Um, and, you know, and it's, and it's been successful because, you know, we meet with clients and, you know, we go up against other companies and, you know, they start talking shop about, you know, having people in the kitchen, cash payments, all the like the little quirks of, of running a restaurant and the people that work within a restaurant. And we hop right in and understand. Sure. And, you know, if they come in and they go, oh, I have, a, you know, a toast POS system. I go, oh, I, you know, I know these reports. I know this. And, you know, all of a sudden they kind of step back and go, wow, these guys really know my business. Yeah, niching. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so, you know, so, so it makes sense. And, you know, and we always say, like, you know, we just don't do restaurants. But, you know, we, we specialize in, you know, handling payrolls where people need help you know a lot of companies today they kind of push you towards using their portal you input the payroll you add the new employees we kind of say like no send us the info let us be your payroll department sure because essentially we'll make sure that the information is getting you know added correctly week in and week out you'll have an extra set of eyes making sure that it's you know the process is being done you know the right way so um you know, and just coupled with all these other things that the small businesses have to deal with day in and day out, you know, the cost of, you know, minimum wage going up, you know. How is that affecting you guys, the cost of minimum wage going up? You know, it's affecting us, I guess, I want to say, like, you know, you can usually see a certain growth rate, you know, mm-hmm. amongst clients. And it's not just the hospitality, it's manufacturing. You know, my, my you know, my father owns a business. Um, in the manufacturing, you know, space in, in Queens that, you know, they manufacture window treatments. So blinds, bedspreads, 
you know, anything you could kind of put on a window or a bed, pretty sure. much. Um, they handle a lot of high-end residential, but mostly commercial, you know, in the city. And, you know, his manufacturing facility is sewing, cutting fabric, sure. you know, and a lot of his competitors are on the other side of the water in, in New Jersey where, you know, minimum wages between eight and nine dollars you know oh really that's know, what where it is he's Jersey? at 15 sure. you know so overhead's you know, just higher he's just it, it's tough you know especially when you're competing you know at least you know the restaurants go we're all in this together you know you know we all have to pay people the same amount of money granted you have a, a lower minimum wage in long island and westchester than than manhattan but collectively within your area you're competing against the same, but sometimes on these manufacturing sides, it's a bigger problem for them oh, because, yeah. you know, let's use the city, for example. If, you know, there are companies on the other side of the river that, you know, can pay half almost what you have to pay for labor. Sure. You know, and that's just the entry level person. Sure. You know, it's not just, you know, people think like minimum wage keeps going up, but what it also does is it creates this this problem amongst the people that are new to a business that have also been there for five or six years. You know, if, you know, and I'll use a restaurant, for example, if you come in and know nothing and you're going to wash dishes, sure. you're getting paid $15 an hour. But if you're a line cook, you know, that has skill, experience, and you've been there for five years, you know, but you might have been making $16, $17 an hour. Now you got to raise that guy up also. Sure. So it's not just the minimum wage. It's also now, you know, because some you afford to pay that guy. Yeah. Can you afford and overheads you gotta, most of the cost of restaurants? So it, it's not just increasing the minimum wage is that you now have to have this separation amongst the people that have been there, you know, because are you going to pay the dishwasher that just started yesterday 15 and then also the dishwasher that's been there for three years, 15? Sure. You know, you're going to create this like animosity amongst you know like an almost peers you know amongst the peers so it becomes it becomes tough you know sure. and i think you know it's just one of those things hopefully it you know new york is kind of leveled off that you know it's hitting this 15 dollar mark i don't and, think they're gonna stop honestly well right now it's on the scale sure it's stopping you know the rest of the the counties in new york are are, are still on a scale that's getting up to the 15 sure um do you work with any restaurants that don't allow tipping um, no, we, all of them still that we work with do, uh, have tipping. I mean, that's, that's been a hot topic and I know that, you know, there's some legislation, it, you know, in the works right now of possibly, you know, removing oh, the tip credit. That. I'm out of the restaurant industry immediately. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's tough. You know, how much can you charge for a cheeseburger? You know, like that's what it comes down to, you know, you know, you're well, starting to see it. You know, you, like you know, like I said, you go to, to get a burrito. You go to get any of these items. You know, you, you go. How much am I going to pay? You know, like you think the minimum wage. Yes, the minimum which is going up, and that's good for people that that are in that you know sure. in that you know position. But you know, does it make sense if you know if I was making thirteen and now I'm making fifteen, but everyone's taking the slice of pizza from 250 to 325 sure you know it's just it's all everything's gonna move along just gonna buy less it. pizza yeah or you or you, you know it's just gonna cost you your net net is really sure the same sure you know the only one that's really making money out of it is the government because they're charging more taxes more mm -hmm. sales tax and you know at the end of the day that's you know that's where always you know well, the money, the money always goes, flows that and then they spend it on dumb shit <laughs> yeah so uh 
you know, but I think with like we were we were we were chatting before, uh, just about the technology, especially in the restaurant space with companies like, you know, Grubhub and, and Uber Eats, and you know, so you have these companies now that are giving some restaurants the capability of expanding their their reach and you know offering a service that was never offered before sure um to, to have delivery and takeout but then and there's devil's advocate like you said you're waiting online yeah three people in front of you and three virtual people in front of you yeah you know or a restaurant you know restaurants are i think the better example because friday night five o'clock you know six o'clock seven o'clock every restaurant in the area is packed yeah. to the gills packed how do you 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 can finagle like the fine dining where there's a kitchen and there's a back of house like you can hide it better but you know i think the increased popularity of the quick serve restaurant that, sure. that we're all used to of the chipotles the mo's sure you know paneras. the paneras of where you know you go up paneras time has gone significantly longer yeah, because you're standing in line, and you, you know usually it's like it's like being in a cafeteria almost. Oh that? yeah, you know you you know who's in front of you sure. and who's not. You know now you know with this curveball with the the online delivery and, and ordering services, you know like you said there there could be eight virtual people in front of you in line. Mm-hmm. You know that creates you know you know the bottleneck. Oh yeah, you know, tremendously. You know, and that's, you know, but at the same time, it's, you know, you can say, well, those are eight people that may have would have came in and would have been online. Um, but would they have? Yeah, that's that's always the, the case. You know, like even like with Starbucks, like their big thing with their app, you know, they did a study of where, you know, they wanted to increase the, you know, the customer experience. And, you know, how of, how many times have you been in Starbucks at like three o'clock and there's some, you know, there's some girl in the, you know, in line and all of a sudden she goes i have an order for my office and she puts like eight orders in and you're oh like, yeah you're just like oh great i'm gonna yeah, be here forever Christ. yeah come on you know so <laughs> you know so there's different ways to look at it they looked at it as and they were like i'd rather put that order in before you even come and we can you know fit Start it in you, ready you know so at least it doesn't create this bottleneck of, of a line sure so you know there's so many different ways to look at sure. you know look at all these situations but you know, like I said, I like I read an article the other day that you know, like McDonald's and and Taco Bell, you know, the the, the utilization of these Uber Eats and, and Grubhubs have you know drastically increased, you know, their revenue and, and profit because of you know, at the end of the day, people don't want to they don't want to get up and you know no, and, and go out. Dude, I mean, my accountant will order a Starbucks a Starbucks drink to his house. Yeah, I'm like, dude, he goes, it's not worth my time to go get it. I'm like. Can't argue. Especially, you know, yeah. you know, and you talk to a lot of, you know, restaurants, you know, weather plays such a factor in the success. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, you can always, you know, a lot of our clients and, you know, we talk with a, a lot of our businesses on the restaurant side and kind of get insight. You know, they say, like, you know, a snowy Saturday in January can, like, crush their year. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just. It, it, dude, the restaurant I work at. That's exactly what happened. He goes, he goes. We are already on track to make five percent more this year. I go, what? He goes, no snow. Exactly, no yeah. snow. He goes, last year. He goes, I checked. Major blizzards. We closed early one day. We opened one day, and there was nobody there, so we took a major loss, and we had staff show up. Um, he goes, I think there was like two or three days overall that we had like record low numbers, like 
a couple hundred dollars, like two, three hundred dollars for the day being there. Manager gets paid, employees get paid, probably at least one or two servers making you know, servers still only make seven fifty an hour, you know, on Long Island, if, you know, if you get tipped. But, but you got to have tips, though, or else you got to pay the full Oh, money. yep, or you got to pay that. Then you got staff. You got kitchen staff. You got to prepare in case people show up. You got to have one or two people that are making $15, you know, that have to make some kind of decent money that it makes it worth them coming to work. Plus, you got to have a prep person. You know, maybe you can get rid of your cooks person, but let's be realistic here. That cooks person probably drove in with somebody else that works there. Yeah, and you know, you know what it is. It's also is that there's such volatility in the weather, meaning that you know sometimes these, you know, the weathermen and you know newscasts, they overhype, they underhype. So sometimes you'll close, and then all of a sudden there's only, you know, three inches of snow. You know, and when they when they originally forecasted twelve, so sure, so, you know, so you get that a lot also. Sure, you know, but you know, weather does play a factor, and I think. You know, even with rain, you know, now with these delivery services, it's saying, hey, you know, like I did, you know, I live, you know, I live in, in Oceanside and, you know, sometimes, you know, me and my wife, we did Uber Eats with like Frank Steakhouse, you know, sure. where, you know, we got a porterhouse for two delivered to our house because it was like raining one Saturday night, but we still wanted to eat something like sure. good. And, you know, and, you know, we didn't want to go out and, you know, do we get a babysitter? Do we not? You know, like when we, you know whenever was the day that you would go to, you know, a high-end steakhouse and get delivery? You know, they I never, actually, they never you offered it. You know, it was never being offered. When now we were talking before about it, I was like, I wonder if anybody gets, like, Peter Luger's steak out, like, yeah. steak to go, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, sometimes they go, oh, the quality of the steak, I go, I mean, I've done it twice with them in particular, you know, and it comes, tinfoil thing, you know, everything, and it's still super hot. You know, what's nice about also is that you can track. You can see when was it prepared, when was it picked up, where is the driver. Sure. You know, the biggest problem, and I, you know, and I joke with, you know, my, my business partner, my wife, and saying, what was always the, you know, what was the biggest annoyance about uh, delivery or getting things? You, you never know? know where it is. You never know where it is. You sure. know, you how many times would you call, hey, this is Vinny from uh, Look, Pizza Hut started the revolution, bro. Yeah. You know, you, know, uh, you know, when your pizza's getting cooked, and, and I don't eat Pizza Hut, actually. I think Pizza Hut's disgusting, especially where we live. But I'm, I'm, I I want to pull it up. Pizza Hut you can see delivery it. tracker. People made fun of them saying, like, there's too detailed. You know every little instance. No, that's what people want. Brilliant. You know, how many times have you called somewhere and says, where's my order? Oh, it's on its way. You know, like, all right, but where? You know, it's like the same essence of what Uber did to, to cabs. It's it's uh, before somebody yells at me. It's Domino's Pizza Domino's, Tracker. <laughs> Order placed, prep, bake, box delivery. Like goddamn, the only thing they miss is GPS location on that thing. But I think they have it now. They do, yeah. Like yeah. that's crazy to think of. And they used to have if you didn't if they didn't get your order in time. They would give free, it to you right? free. Yeah. People would, Thirty it, minutes or less. So I actually, I had, I had a friend of mine who who worked for um, Domino's, and he goes, "We would get people that ordered twenty five pizzas. There's no way on God's green earth we're getting it out in thirty minutes." And they would bitch and moan until we gave it to them for free, and they're like, "We can't do it for free." It's, your ads. The reason why I bought from you guys is because you said you'd have it to me in thirty. They would play the game. Yeah. You know, same thing with Taco Bell and, you know, back in the day and Burger King and McDonald's, they would all have like, you know, 
takeout be what is it? I think it was like two minutes or less. Yeah. You know, um, or drive running through. clock, right? Yeah, and they would have the running clock, and people would just order such an exorbitant amount of food, and they would complain until they got their food for free. You know, it, it's <laughs> you know, there's always going to be somebody that cheats the system. But it's just crazy that, like, you know, you know that you're going and cheating the system, you know. You'll never win. Yeah. You're never going to win. <laughs> yeah. Those so, are the guys that get this, the keys <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> missing at the valet stand the next time. You don't want to understand. This key, <laughs> I had a key on there that was forged from gold yeah. from the Mayan Empire. This key I, I, is invaluable. I want a million dollars for it. It's like my Lamborghini key was on this key rack, but you have a camera. You're like, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> that's, my other, that's my weekend car. <laughs> do you understand how much my Lamborghini key is? <laughs> Sir, you don't even make enough money to afford. You don't know. It was given to me by my uncle who is a millionaire. Yeah. And you only have one key and it's on the keys that your camera's on? It's too funny. But, <laughs> dude, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's kind of like the Uber for food. And I read a great, not a great article, but I saw a great picture. And it was like the most successful people in the world and what they created versus, um, you know, what was already pre-existing. So, like, Facebook didn't create anything. Their entire, their product is their customer. You know, Uber, they don't have drivers. They just have, you know, they don't employ drivers. They pay drivers, but the driver has to sign up and work for for them. And and if they get work, they get paid. You know, uh, what is it like? You know, DoorDash. You know, same thing. You know, they find people. You know, hey, an order comes in, you get paid. You know, an order doesn't come in, you don't get paid. Yeah, it's just it's utilizing the independent contractor. You it's know, crazy, dude outsource mentality i mean but that's what we all do though even in business it's oh yeah you know, so many people who has a bookkeeper that's in their office anymore very little they're very all little. outsourced and they're more efficient and it's more cost effective um you know it you know all these oh, things yeah. that so many companies you know it just makes it easier and you go you know they're good at what they're doing. You know, why have the resources? And granted, yeah, if you're big enough and you have, you know, the need. Makes sense. There, but the vast majority, you know, of companies, it would benefit them to outsource for a lot of what they do. For most of what they do. Yeah. Even if it's not, let's say it's financially slightly more expensive, it's going to save time. It's going to save Julie from walking around the office you know, standing at the water cooler for an extra 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour a day, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I go, my goal is to build a company where anyone can work remotely. Like, yeah, I want to have, like, in-person interviews and the whole nine. But, like, after that, go away. Yeah. I don't want you here. Why? Because they don't want to be here. You know, as they long don't, as you yeah. get, it's like anything else. As long as you get the work done, do whatever you want. You know, sure. it's like the mentality that, you know, that we have, you know, even at the office is that, you know, there's no set hours. There's no, like, wait till the bell rings at 5 o'clock. To go, yeah. You know, if, if you're done for what you need, you come and go as you want. Sure. But, you know, it's just... We see you slacking. You're an adult. Like, yeah. We don't... There's no need to micromanage. There's no, you know... Big time. We all know what needs to get done. We all have the same goal and, you know, the same mission of, you know, taking care of our clients and, you know, providing a great service. And, you know, if it's 4.37 and <laughs> everything's done and... You Go know, on. What are you gonna sit around for twenty two minutes? Like, 
That used work. to drive me nuts. I have worked in jobs where it's like a lot of people do, and it's just you know it's just terrible. Sitting there and you you know it's like office space. It's like sitting there watching the <laughs> clock. You know what do you say <laughs> you do here? <laughs> it, it's it, it really is. It's kind of crazy, and the fact that like. You know, yes, there's always work that can be done. You know, I'm realizing that more and more as I own my business. Like, you know, I went, I, there's a bar across the street, uh, Momos, and, you know, I, I went there and for like the third day in a row. And I'm like, you know, I, I have friends that just work there. You know, I'll go support them, whatever. And my girlfriend's like, oh, you're going to Momos again? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I thought you had work to do. I go, it's so hard for me to explain. There's a, there's dump truck loads of work to get done. There's always, especially in what I do, there's never a day that'll come that says, you know what, I can't improve my SEO anymore. I can't make any more posts today. There's just, there's always something that I could be doing. You know, it's not like a construction job where it's like, all right, house is built, we're done. You know, there's always something to be doing. I'm like, I'm not going to sacrifice my life to work you know i work to live a good life i'm not gonna sit here and and, and not enjoy it you know I'm not saying i don't enjoy my job you know what i do for a living yeah but that's you know that's the best part of owning your own business sure is that you you know what you put into it is what you get out of it 100 percent. you know we've spoken about that before it's just you know it's it's tough in the beginning and it's grinding and building and sure. sacrificing you know but then there's the days like like today you know like after here i'll probably head home earlier i'm gonna you know my daughter's got a t-ball game sure you know normal if i was in the city you know i'd be missing those games of and, course you know, and it's you know people say oh you know sacrifice that you know but you know there's got to be a time when you enjoy it kids grow up fast you want to you know you sure. want to be able to, to i tell to people that all the time i go that. i have no kids i have no real bills i don't have a house yet like I have to now is the time for me to focus 100% on growing. It's time, yeah, it's time you know. management. Like I, you know, I, you know, I when I go home, I try to be home for dinner, you know, at least four nights a week. Sure. You know, otherwise, you know, I'm out networking or doing stuff sure. or have events, you know. But then, you know, from that 5:30 to 8:30, be with the family, bath time, put kids to bed, you know. Once eight nine o'clock comes, you know, I'll. I'll Sitting on the couch, on the laptop, you know, sure. talking to the wife, you know, watching TV. But I'm also doing work, you know. Sure. Like I'll send out emails and, sure. you know, do those things. It's just you have that time, you know. Sure. It's like that's TV makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand TV at all. I you know what there there are shows I like and you know things that that I watch. You know, otherwise it's and like should be. background noise. You know, exactly. just like you know just there. So because otherwise it's like just to sit there. It's like it's like being at work. You sure. know, it's like just concentrating on it um you know but you know some people are you know addicted <laughs> oh are you a sports fan like uh, crazy die harder i i like you know i'm a big you know mets okay you know jets fan sure. um you know long long time suffering so i got a buddy of mine it's funny you say mets he's a mets fan die hard uh we have a name for him in the fire mr met yeah. and uh you know everything in his car is mets you know from the steering wheel to his sunglasses to the pinstriping on his car, everything is Mets. Mets. Not that crazy. Oh, he's <laughs> and he watches every game. He's watched every game like ever that the Mets have played, and he could and and to give the kid kudos, the kid's got a like photographic memory. You you call a play out or like a home run, he's like, oh my god, I remember who pitched that, and you know the the whole spiel. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, do you understand how much time? 
it's like if you use that memory and that knowledge to actually like good use <laughs> like yeah you could probably be we'll settle for a millionaire not a billionaire but like millionaire um you know and the other thing that I, that doesn't that that really blows my mind is these people with these incredible talents like him that could just recall anything that happened in a Mets game ever start a YouTube channel start a podcast you know, do, like turn that into something. You know, there's we were talking about was well, it might have been you where kids are watching other kids open up get like yeah. toys, toys. You know that they have that, that <laughs> they already own. Like they already have played with them, but they'd rather watch another kid do it. You know, start creating something. Like you know, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be a well, simple YouTube channel. Look at channel. that kid. I mean, the kid now, like you know, that's the most famous YouTube kid. What is it? Ryan's Toy Review. You know, my kids oh. watch it. You know, he has his own Nickelodeon show now. He's got his own brand of toys. And, you know, if you if you if you look him up, I think his estimated earnings last year was twenty twenty million dollars. No. Yeah. Off of a YouTube. And how he started was Brian's toy review. Opening toys. So toy companies would just send him toys to open on YouTube. So Brian's toy review net worth. Uh holy yeah. twenty two million dollars. Yeah. How old is this kid? Like eight. Oh my god. So he's got YouTube channels, you know. I know because I, I got a six and a three year old at home, so I'm, you know. Ryan's first video was published the 16th of March 2015 when he was three years old. Yeah. Oh my god. So he's seven, worth $22 million. Yeah, doing about twenty million in revenue a year and increasing because now he has with zero overhead. Like no, his parents. zero overhead. Maybe two he employees, pays a video mom editor. and dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mom and dad work for a seven-year-old. Yeah. The talk about the world is changing. You know, it's crazy. You know, I tell my, I tell my little brother all the time. I go, Jack, why don't you Twitch? And Twitching is the video game streaming yeah. service. He goes, Ah, you know, I don't really, I don't like it. I go, You're good at video games. You're funny as could be. You make jokes all all the time while you're playing. Why don't you just turn on a camera? Oh, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, dude, you know what? It, it was funny. Like, I was, is. I was having this, I don't know, discussion with, with my wife, you know, you know my, my wife's Spanish, you know, and, you know, she we live here in Long Island, which is very, you know, I want to say non-diverse <laughs> from, from the not, Queens. You could say that. You it's know, not from, from, from the Queens where she grew up. And, you know, but we were saying, you know, and I was also, you know, reading something that, you know, so many of these kids now they're watching videos of all these different cultures, mm -hmm. you know, and different, you know, the, whether it's Japanese, Chinese, African American, white, sure. you know, all these, you know, and they're being exposed, which is pretty crazy to think that the way that they're being exposed to these different cultures and, you know. Uh, groups of people are, are through YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, Ryan's Toy Review, he's, I think, half Asian, half, you know, and it's, and then there's other shows that they watch, you know, mm -hmm. that have people speaking Spanish and Chinese oh, and yeah, all yeah. these things that, you know, normally a seven-year-old 15, 20 years ago, it's like, who you go to elementary school is mm -hmm. who you're exposed to. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think, you know, there people have this discussion of is it good, bad, watching YouTube, watching these things. You know, I think. I like turned on Netflix. Else. So uh, the James Bond series just got pulled from Netflix, and I was in the process of trying to get through all of them, and I didn't. 
I didn't make as much of a dent as I wanted to, but I still did. A, you know, I, I think I watched it, I, like five or six videos. And the next thing that came up was uh, street food. Oh, you know? I saw that. And I'm like, if I was bored, I would click on it, learn about other cultures. I love learning about what other cultures eat. I think it tells you a lot about like the the, the geography of the land and like what you expect from these people. And you know, they're not eating you know two hundred dollar porterhouse steaks from from you know Peter Lucas yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, holy like. I haven't watched it yet, but it's just it's it's incredible that like you know we have we have YouTube, which is an incredible thing, and that now we have Netflix, which is producing all of this stuff. And I met a guy who worked for Netflix in uh, Japan, and he's like, oh, he's like, we make just Japan only videos, and I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. everything I work on is just J- Japanese content for Netflix. That can only be found in Japan. That, that's what Netflix is, I think. Without their original content, I think they would be out of business. Because, I agree. You know what movies and 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 what distribution this channels? Stuff sucks now. It's hard. You know they don't have any good. Like I only go on to Netflix to watch original really? content. What do you use for everything else? Hulu. Well, <clears throat> either on demand, you know, because the the cable networks have certain stuff, or you know, you can buy. You know, it's like. Yeah, most of these movie channels have certain things that you know that you want to watch. I just think, you know, either Hulu, or Amazon Prime. You know, if you wanted to to go that route, um, but I think Netflix. You know, their original content is really the. You it's know, phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's phenomenal, and and you know, thankfully they're the first ones to. You know, kind of like Uber, they're the first ones to the to the game. Yeah. You know, they were the first ones to for the digital era. They're the first ones to creating their own content. And the slowly creeping prices. Oh, I just got my notification the other day. Yeah, I turned. No. I opened my Netflix thing. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be. Are you okay with a with an increased propo- uh, pr- price price for Netflix of like fifteen ninety nine? I'm like, I don't even know what I'm paying now, but okay. Seven ninety nine when it started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. 10, Twelve. Now I think it's fifteen. You know, it, it's and I'm okay with that. You know, I think we're going to get to a place where people aren't going to have those cable networks. I think TV is dead or dying quickly. Yeah, because, you know, other than live sports and events, there's nothing that you really need to watch. Maybe the news for whatever the news is worth nowadays. Like, you know, not to quote the guy, you know, guy running the place, but. To hear about how someone got killed or. You know, know, it's so skewed. and and Yeah, and I'm not saying that, you know, what he's saying is doing is right or wrong but like you know you hear about it on the news from whatever news source and then you go online and it's, a t- it's the, you know it's totally like different story two channels you can go cnn fox news and it's like you're in two different countries oh it's crazy man you know some guy was joking with me he goes i don't watch either of them you know he goes you know what news i watch i, I watch the bbc because i feel it's the most honest, <laughs> honest viewpoint of what's and going I've heard on that too, in the actually. united states um there's actually people that their job is to rate what news provider leans what direction and what who actually has the most true news youtube is actually starting to pull videos that expose honest things and this is like going viral right now um where things that happened in 9-11 are starting to be pulled back because they don't want the people to know what happened in 9-11 like you're like there's some illuminati type stuff going on it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like you were saying before with the, the Amazon, it's just 
to be able to pull and pull of what you see and what you. Oh, it's crazy, dude. You know, it's like that you know, Amazon thing freaked me out. Like, but even like the stuff that you see now, even with you know with the content, you know, you go onto a web page or you see something, and then you're on your computer two hours later, and there's a sponsored ad related to. Oh, it. Google's like, listening on all our devices right now. Yeah. I promise you, it is because you're not typing everything, you're not searching everything, sure. whether it's through the Alexa, or the Google Home, or the Facebook um, device. There's listening. I mean. Famous video on YouTube, and he goes, he goes, watch. I'm going to hold up this piece of paper. I've, I don't even have the animal that could do this, but I'm going to hold this piece of paper up, and then I'm going to talk about Google for about. I mean, I'm going to talk about the item on this piece of paper for about two to three minutes, and we're going to see what happens after I restart Google. And it was like cat food or something like that. And he's like, he's, you know, he's having an imaginary conversation. with like, hey, babe, did you buy the cat food? This, that, and the other thing, you know. He's like, all right, you know, I close out Google. Let me reopen Google. Uh, and, Amazon. And now it's kitty cat food. Kitty cat food <laughs> plus toys for for cats. You know, all these different. And you're like, yeah, come on. And you know, on the other side, I guess, I guess the pro side of it is that I don't mind seeing things that I'm actually interested in. It's just it's a little weird. I think you know, that's what think, everybody's gotten. To you know, like with. I don't want to see things that have you know no relevance to me. Sure. You know, so you know, like. I don't mind the fact that they're, you know, utilizing that information when I'm searching or I'm looking and, you know, to buy a certain product, you know, but it's crazy, you know, you know, on the same side is that people also want to search secretly and, you know, and, and not get found and yeah, stuff like and that, and not be found and not get, you know, Google incognito guys. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's your, that's the moneymaker right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, it's, it's pretty crazy with that though. It, it's, it's tracking, you know, I, I just when that thing happened with Alexa I'm like I had a holy shit moment like that was probably my first time in the last five years that I had like a I'm not in control moment you know yeah my Wi-Fi and it was the weirdest thing so I'm watching Netflix you know movies going and all of a sudden Alexa starts spinning around with a yellow ring and it's like not connected, you know. I'm like, hey Alexa, you know, wake me up tomorrow morning at like 7:30 in the morning. And she's like, have, you know, we're not connected. We, we haven't gotten one in my house yet. So. Oh, so she's like, oh, not connected to the internet. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. So I restart my Wi-Fi. You know, then Netflix stops. You know, Wi-Fi kicks back on. Netflix starts again. Alexa's still spinning around with an orange ring. Or yellow ring. Then I'm like, okay, let me go on the Alexa app. Maybe something happened. I maybe read power surge, whatever. Maybe something, you know, happened. Won't even let me sign into my Alexa account because it's, you know, owned by Amazon because my account was locked. So I can't even set it up again to use it. I'm like, there's people that have their entire house rigged with certain brands, whether it's Apple, Google, Amazon, or whatever it is, and they're only making more of those products. You know, what if your front door was opened by Amazon? It's like Terminator all over again. Dude, it's f I like I, you know, people people always ask me like, you know, are you are you in favor of the human race or the machine race? I'm like machine race. They're making a lot our lives a lot easier. And that was the moment when I was like, I don't know if you know. And I love technology. Don't get me wrong. I work in I worked in IT for years, but I'm like, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit so we can get a look at the bigger picture here. You don't realize it until something affects you, you know. Oh, my God. Know. It's only a matter of time when, you know, 
Amazon has door, you know, garage door openers and you know, rings, you know, ring doorbells and I don't, is ring doorbell even made by Amazon or is it made by somebody else? Or they own it. They bought it. Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. So like, you know, billion, wait till your billion, locks. Billion dollars they paid for. It. Really? You want to know what blew my mind? Tate's cookies. You know those. Five hundred million, right? Holy shit! Five hundred million dollars. Five hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> that is so much money for cookies that aren't even that good. That's burnt. The, burnt cookies. <laughs> literally, they are. You know, everybody's got their preference of cookie. I'm a fluffy dude. I'm I'm not prejudiced at all. I'll eat all the damn cookies, but they're not that good. You know, when people are like, oh, I got Tate's cookies, I'm like, okay, and I have a goldfish. It doesn't really matter. You know, you know, you want to talk about a good cookie? There's plenty of good cookie brands out there. You know, but I'm like, and, and I, forget, I compared it to something else. It was, it, was, it, was, it was Tate's cookies for $500 million and another major brand. Oh, um, Blue Point Beer. 20, 24 million or something like that, 20, 24, 26 million. I'm like, how did Blue Point Beer go for 26 million, this massive facility and all that, and Tate's Cookies for $500 million? Tate just has, you know, they're in every supermarket. Now, and, they weren't when they sold. They were. The distribution channel was pretty big. Was them. it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, it's, it's brand. That's essentially what it is. Like we oh, hundred percent. You know, it's building the brand. The brand, the brand story. The story. It's local to Long Island. It took off like a, you know, took off. You know the you know, and for anyone that's listening to this, if you're a business owner, you're thinking about starting your own business. Tate's cookies aren't that good. You could start a business and be successful doing anything you want. Yeah, it's it's and it's about building like we were saying before. It's building the brand, building the image. Sure. You know, building the content because that's eventually what's going to keep keep growing. It's just sure. you know, people are going to, you know, search more whether it's through Alexa and voice and you know, you want, you know, what's going to happen when someone goes, "Hey, f- you know, find me a local payroll company." You know, where how where is that going to search? It's going to search the same content and you know. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually just got a software to help companies get found on Alexa, Google, you know, Apple Home, like all of these different things. So that way, when somebody says, you know, where find me a local SEO company, yeah. boom, I show up. You know. Yeah, and people already are, are changing. You know, because it's a different set of terms than what you would type. Sure. You know, like find me is not something that you would sure. search in Google. In Google, you would just type. Long Island SEO companies. That's, you know, you're not going to go to your Alexa. Long Island SEO, you know, like, you know, who is a good the marketer? Changing, you know, yeah. yeah, so you got to be able to, you know, play with that as well. Sure. So, you know, those are the things that are going to be. But what's going to determine what Alexa gives you? Because it's not something that you're going to see oh, visually. Oh, there's going to be paid Alexa. It's a guarantee. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. And then it becomes like, how do you get there? How is organic? How is content all, mm-hmm. you know? I'm, so, I'm actually curious that. to know if they already exist. I'd be curious to know. Do, uh, do paid Amazon Alexa ads exist? But you got to go home later and go, you know, content manager, you know, Bellport, New York. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. What do they say? You know, does it give you something or it doesn't? Or does it, you know, today, I mean, and that's why you got to watch Amazon now to, to kind of, 
dethrone Google on search because that's essentially where they're going to go. So I actually have an interesting concept on what's going to happen with all these platforms. I think that they're going to get too big that they can't move at the speed and rate that people want and demand. So I, I think they'll always be there. I think that, you know, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple will always be there. But I don't think we're that far away from them just erupting into somebody else coming along who can make an uh, a phone that's better than an iPhone that has you know look at Fortnite for example. Fortnite's not the best game in the world, but it's the mo- one of the if not the most successful game in the world. Why? It integrates with everything. You can play it on your phone, you can play it on your your Xbox, your PlayStation, your your computer, you can play it, you know, they've hit every single platform. I think there's probably going to be somebody coming up that's going to get the appropriate agreements or some they're going to develop or whatever it is that's just going to run you know through everything. It's going to be, you know, if it's not the phone itself, it's going to be software. So that way they can sell, you know, instead of Android software, they'll sell, you know, robotic software that you know. Yeah, well, it's going to be like an a- it's going to be like an aggregator almost like if you were to compare it to like a travel website like a kayak to say you know, if I'm looking for, you know, a content manager in Long Island, you'll be able to kind of see, well, what's LinkedIn showing me? What's Facebook showing oh, yeah, me? What's yeah. whatever? And, like, formulate it into one Funnel platform. Down. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, they already have those for yeah. the most part, honestly. You know, I, shit, I sell them. <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to show up in all those places and, and to figure out where your your leads and your customers and stuff like that are coming from. Um you know, so it's it's just this crazy effect, you know, that things are going to move. You know, somebody might create a better algorithm than Google that, you know, might do better. Google might say, hey, you know, what? we're going to pull out of the technology space. We're just going to stick to being a search engine only company or whatever it is. My other my other thought, too, is people are going to be they're going to be so saturated with ads that you're just never going to compete for, you know, I was looking up last night keyword searches for my industry. The term social media manager goes to like twenty to thirty dollars per click if you Google it. That's absurd. Per click, twenty to thirty dollars. Maybe that person's gotta click on it ten times before they're a new customer. You know, and that factors into the price that they're charging. You know, it's yeah. kinda crazy. Well you look at what are the the most expensive keywords where they're all like legal related, right? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. asbestos litigation or you know stuff that's personal, tied to personal injury. Yeah, oh my like god, three four hundred bucks a click. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these words are astronomically expensive. Yeah, but you know they're they're you know their cost versus you know revenue is it makes sense for them, you know, because that could be six seven figures even eight figures in, in revenue versus, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the click. Oh, uh, so nothing's a couple hundred from what I see. But you ready? Insurance, f- on average, fifty four ninety one per click. Number two, loans, forty four twenty eight. Number three, mortgage. Why is this? These numbers aren't in order. Mortgage is forty seven twelve. Attorney, forty seven. Uh, 07, and then there's credit, lawyer, donation, degree, hosting, claim, conference call, insurance is on there twice, software recovery, transfer, gas and electricity, which actually I find that one interesting, classes, rehab, (laughs) treatment, 
and cord blood. Cord blood? Oh, like uh, umbilical cord, cord blood. Yeah. When you have kids, they take the umbilical cord and they freeze it. And they charge you a ton of money. Yeah, I get charged. Like it was, I don't know, something ridiculous. And I pay every year like one hundred fifty dollars a year to keep it. Oh, so cord blood, you can turn it into stem cells. Yeah. Or contain stem cells. Interesting. Yeah, it's like one of those products that you know they guilt you into because they go, if you don't get it, and God forbid, you know your kid gets sick, you know the cord blood of a sibling could save their lives. Mm-hmm. When you go, no, I'm not going to get it. Holy Jesus Christ, this stuff is expensive. Yeah, it was like thousands, I think. Yeah, cord blood only thirteen hundred dollars. Cord yeah. blood and cord tissue eighteen hundred dollars. Payment plan one hundred fifty a year. Yeah, I get a bill every year for it. Like I said to my, I go, how long do I need to be keep doing this? Like, oh wait, oh at my what god! What age do you need this? This stuff? is crazy. So there's there's a uh, this is totally not relevant to what we originally started with, but I'm okay with that. Choose a preservation service. New yeah. clients with how many babies? Cord blood only, cord blood and cord tissue. Select a payment plan. One time payment, six month financing, twelve month financing, forty eight month financing. A storage option. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, that's what I am. Three hundred and fifty dollars a year. Yeah. Or, or, you could pay for eighteen years of storage up front for five thousand dollars, or you could save it for a lifetime for nine thousand dollars. But they offer you a active duty military discount. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the big, you know. It's crazy. You know how many people do, and you know it's one of those things that never, you know, fortunately. Probably oh never my, this is insane. I am so... Yeah, but when it comes to kids and babies, it's like, thing, you know, you go... Take my money. Yeah, you go to buy my baby to buy a crib, and then, you know, you got the $200 crib, you have the $800 crib, and then you got the $1,500 crib, and that's being very... Cribs cost that much money? Yeah, more. Are you my, serious? Yeah, insane. What does it do? holds your most prized possession that's what it does (laughs) (laughs) that's straight from the salesman at bye bye babies that is the absolute best salesman ever we we do have this two thousand dollar crib what does he do it's like it's like i always say it's like it's like the parachute example if you're gonna go skydiving and the guy said to you you have three choices of parachute you have a fifty dollar parachute a hundred dollar and a three hundred what are you gonna do Shit, you're not wrong. We go with the fifty dollars. Oh my god, I can't believe baby cribs are that expensive. That's insane. My child's sleeping on the floor. It's more expensive than my bed. Oh my god, it's more expensive than my bed. I spent three hundred dollars on Amazon delivered to my door. My mattress. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. Sleeping on a cloud. They go. Oh, you could have the crib. You can install it. Or you could pay us a ton Honestly, of money to install it. We do it, and it. we're certified. And you know. Oh, my God. That is absurd. And then, and then your wife's sitting there going, got to get them to install it. Oh, yeah. Amazon now has – sorry, I hear the siren going. Um, Amazon now offers to do all the hard work for you. So there is a crazy um, – so what I found was very interesting because obviously I'm into computers, and 
I was like, I wonder like what a new processor like you know what an installation would be. It's like two hundred dollars to put a new proc in, which takes five minutes to do. You know, I get it. You need like a technician there and stuff like that. But like the funny part is, it allows you to potentially order the wrong one, so that you're gonna pay the person to come there, not do the work because they you order the wrong one because it's like it has to match up. And I'm like, that's insane that it costs. You know, that much money for them to come do it. They're not even building the whole computer. They're just putting one piece into the machine, which is absurd in my opinion. But they offer because people don't know how to do it. Yeah. The last thing you want is for the crib to break and then your wife go, I told you so. Oh, we should have spent... Save 50 bucks on yeah, the installation. We should have spent $5 million on the crib. Yeah, we only spent 2300 on the, the crib. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of these cribs... You know, the average price on these cribs is like six $700. I'm yeah. curious to see, like... What the nice ones are. Yeah, and then what about the changing table, the dresser, the, the They have 3000 to 10000 Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. We're going. This is. The crib that I had was probably. 5000 Thousands. Full of the. This is just. By the way, this is just people one. people get you for the baby shower and stuff like that. Hopefully. <laughs> we, we had a stroller. You know, my wife's friends all chipped in and got our stroller. That was like $1,200. We returned it and got. Bye bye baby cash. So just <laughs> so we could buy diapers for the next yeah. But when two it, weeks. you know, it's like when a bit you know they have these like bassinet strollers. It's like sure. how often are you going to use it? It's not like we don't live in the city. I'm not like walking around like Fifth Avenue with you know with a two month old. Sure. And then once they get to like six months, they're not laying in the bassinet stroller anyway. No, like, of course not. Spend twelve hundred dollars on that. Some people, man, they just they spend money like you know. Well, they get guilted into it. It's like you know. The kid market is, you know, especially you the baby spend, market. You know, is your kid not worth that to yeah, you? But cheap is like considered unsafe in that in that market. Oh yeah, which is which is totally not so, true. So they sell complete on fear. It's it's a hell of a you know it's got a hell of a price tag attached to it. Yeah. There's two thousand to three thousand dollar cribs. There's uh, there's th there's five thousand dollar cribs. Three thousand dollar crib is pretty sick though. I'm not gonna lie. It's like invisible. This one, at least. Gotta, gotta, gotta steal a lot of rims and tires. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bring it all the way back. Bring it all the way back. Came full circle. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, if you want your kid, if you want your kid to be bougie as could be, you gotta steal a whole lot of rims and tires. Complete sets, by the way. Whole dude. These are. This is. This mind you. This is just. This is literally. Just the skeleton. This doesn't include the anything. Or... The mattress or anything additional with it. This is kind of insane, honestly. I am so mind blown right now that these things cost that much money. I have no perspective in some cases on how much things cost. Kids are expensive. You know, it's it's absurd. Absolutely absurd. But, we're, dude, we're coming across the, the hour 30 mark. Hi. After baby cribs, That's which is we, this was obviously a good podcast. If this is where we're gonna end, uh, end on babies. Yeah, end on babies. Babies are expensive. Um, you know, do you have social media? Do you want to shout out? Obviously, shout out your company and stuff like that, and, and whatnot. And how do people find you uh, and get in touch with you if if they'd like to? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the the name of my company is uh, Premier Payroll Solutions. Uh, we're based here in uh, Long Island in Massapequa. Um, you know, we, we really specialize in working with, with companies, um, you know, one to a hundred employees, you know, that are really looking for, for people on the other side of the phone that, you know, need the help, 
um, need the experience, you know, are busy with their day to day, um, don't necessarily want to try to, you know, figure out payroll themselves and enter it and just say, you know, here are my new hires, here's my information, here's an Excel sheet, here's my chicken scratch, you know, mm-hmm. hours for my employees, you know, and fax that or, you know, scan it over and we take care of it and make sure that, you know, all the employees get paid accurately and on time. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned before, we do, we do a lot uh, in, in the hospitality sector. So we work a lot with restaurants because... Do you do you restaurants know, out of state too or no? Uh, we do. Uh, you know, we don't actively, you know, go after them. Most of it's through like, you Word know, clients stuff, that, yeah. you know, clients that have, you know, restaurants here and maybe they have one in Florida or Vegas and stuff like that. Sure. So, you know, we process in about 13 states right now. Um, you know, and it's mostly just through word of mouth and and referrals. Sure. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're in the process right now. As I was, as we were chatting earlier a little about of just doing a whole new website rebranding. So um, it's uh, Premier Payroll uh, NY dot com. Sure. So and I'll link it in the in the description yeah, sure. for anyone that's um, listening. So you know, definitely let us let us know what you think of uh, our new site. It should be up and live in the next week or so. So Cool, man. Um, I'll look out for it. forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, Vinny, thanks for coming down and hanging out with me, man. I no, really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, it Hope you had fun. The yeah, we did. <laughs> it's a, we, it's we, it's we, we learned a lot on this, uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Anyway, from, uh, you know, uh, we, stealing rims and uh, putting up. Uh, don't steal rims, guys. Yeah, and if you do, you did rims. not hear it from this podcast. Yeah. All right. I'm not. All of this was purely for educational use. Please consult an expert for your individual cases. Especially when you're putting crypto in Your most prized possession. Don't don't try it. Don't try yourself. Steal <laughs> that Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, feel free to go on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. On there, you can go check out all the shows, uh, show notes, anything like that. Still working on doing some stuff on there. I've been really focusing on the YouTube stuff, so definitely go check that out. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. Definitely uh, would, would appreciate a follow on there. And thank you guys so much for supporting me uh, in the last coming months. I know that I haven't been so active on here. I've just been so swamped with a million other things. But I'm really, really excited to start producing the show again for you guys on a regular basis. And I didn't wish you guys a happy 4th in the beginning. So by the time you guys listen to this, it's probably going to be the 4th of July. or right around the 4th of July. So have a happy 4th. Thank God for our freedom and independence in this country. And that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Non-stop support. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.